When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, college lacrosse fans? You're watching another episode of the Lax Factor Lacrosse Podcast. Today, we're going to recap and talk about the Richmond uh, versus Duke overtime thriller. It was a great game, so we're going to go through all of the details, all of the points, talk about how Dyson Williams just wrecked everybody over uh, you know, pretty much a one-quarter stretch or so. But before I get into it, I want to say a little bit about our sponsor, Sideline Swap, the best place to buy and sell lacrosse gear, hard to find lacrosse gear, pre-owned heads, shafts, helmets, and more up to 70% off re- retail. So visit sidelineswap.com or click the link in the description below. So we get to the Duke game and the story of this game, at least it started out, was was Duke winning more faceoffs than Richmond, but Richmond still hanging. They're an incredible six-on-six team. They run their sets. They dodge well. They share the ball well when doubles present themselves. They're playing tough, and they're staying in games despite getting murked at the faceoff dot. Now, as I was writing this up initially and watching the game, it looked like they were getting beat a lot a lot worse than they were. I think in the end, they won 15 faceoffs to Duke's 18. So it ended up evening up a little bit. But it, the possessions, it, the time of possession just didn't seem right. Richmond didn't have the ball for most of the second and the third period and didn't start shoring that up until the fourth quarter. And it's not a clearing problem. They cleared the ball well. They just have a hard time getting the ball and getting good possessions over stretches of games. And it's it's kind of a weird thing to behold as you're watching the game because you can tell they're not getting touches, but then you look at the stats and, eh, you know, they won more faceoffs than he actually thought they would have. Duke defensively, they're struggling all over the field to cover. They're getting beat on dodges. That leads them to getting beat off ball. And one of the big issues for Duke has been goaltending. Upgren was terrible. Upgren made one save and uh, gave up seven goals, I think it was. And then they bring in uh, Bonafidi, I think his name is, as the backup. He made, I think, four saves and gave up seven goals or something like that. I mean, the goaltending for Duke so far has been awful. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Upgren lose his job after this game. He hasn't had a game, I believe, over 50% in the cage. I think his best game was the pen loss, and I think he was hanging in the 46 48% range, but he's been bad, and uh, the goaltending is going to have to be better. That's actually been one of the reasons that Richmond has been so good despite the possession uh, battles being skewed is that Jack Rustbolt has played really solid in cage so far this season for for Richmond, one of the better goalies in the country. I put him in my you know top five, top six goalies in the country. Rustbolt so far, at least overall. Duke offensively, this has been an odd season. They lose their uh, Robertson, their their who was supposed to be their best player, their go to offensive player. But the young guns have been running the show here. Dyson Williams is a stud. 
Owen Caputo, a stud. Williams is pretty much he's he's going to get pegged by a lot of people as a lefty Canadian finisher, and that's not doing him justice. Quint had said that in the telecast also. He's more than that. He can dodge. He can pick up scrappy loose balls, and that's he kind of did it all. He dodged on a couple of his goals. He sniped off ball on a couple of his goals, and he picked up loose balls in scrums in front of the crease and finished as well. So he can finish all sorts of ways. Caputo. A shifty midfielder coming into his own now as a Dodger, as a feeder. He's also been excellent. So Caputo and Williams have been kind of running the show. And and the big story here for Duke offensively, and part of the reason they've been struggling, is that first midfield line, the line that they expected to kind of gel and start playing better, they're struggling. It's Caputo, Lowry, and Bredour that have been playing much more solid lacrosse. That happens sometimes. There's periods where sometimes your second midfield line will step up and play better than the first, and this has been the case so far all season for Duke. They, they, they're they going to get to the point where that second midfield line is going to become the first midfield line because this, the first midfield line has been anemic. Uh, Montgomery, Walsh, and whoever else they end up throwing on that first line. Uh, I think Walsh had an assist. Montgomery had a big goose egg, and that's happened multiple Multiple games so far this season where that first line has struggled to get anything going. They're forcing dodges. They're not sharing the ball when the double teams present themselves. All of the things that the second line is doing that's making the offense work when then they're when they're in the game, the Duke first line has not been doing. And uh, that goal. Uh, oh, and then mainly Williams. Like the story of this game here, Duke's down eight four, and I think at one point they were down seven three. Williams scores, then they're down eight four. Over one po- at one point, Williams scored six goals in a row for Duke before Caputo finally scored a goal to break that up. Williams puts up seven goals on the day, I think, off nine shots. So that's how good of a finisher this kid is. As Quint said in the telecast, Williams, he has a legit shot at being a 200-goal scorer over the course of his career. I totally agree. The kid is a straight-up baller. Uh, a la Jeff Teat, looks a little bit bigger than Teat, uh, and uh, just, just an incredible player out of Hill Academy. Just another kid, long line of lefty finishers coming out of Hill Academy. That goal that Williams scored to end the first half with zero time left on the clock. Scores 8-7. Duke forces it into Williams. He catches it and just kind of dunks it uh, over Russ Bolt. That tied it up at eights. That took a lot of wind out of Richmond's sails. And the story for Richmond... Over that Duke run, as I said before, they just didn't get looks. They didn't have the ball between the second and the third quarter. Face-off woes were a mix of that. They actually, like I said, finished the game better, 15. Uh, they won 15 to Duke's 18. But like a, some something happens to them over periods of games where they just stop getting the ball, stop controlling the ball, stop getting stops. And it happened against Maryland as well as they were beating Maryland, what, 12-7, let Maryland come back in over the fourth quarter to win that game. And uh, and to finish this off, like I said, the the story of this game, Duke wins this game by four or five goals if their goal t- if their goalies could just make any type of stop. Four saves versus fifteen goals against that's unforgivable. It's an absolute horror show so far in cage for Duke, and I don't know what they're going to do. Similarly to Richmond having an injured faceoff man and just not knowing what to do with the faceoff X or faceoff dot, Duke's similarly bad in the cage and have been so far this entire season. So they've got to shore up something in, you know, between the pipes overall Duke, once again, they're better now than they were earlier in the season. Offensively, they're starting to figure it out and that's going to help them defensively. They haven't been bad. They've just not been great. And I think partly that comes down to goaltending when you're playing decent defense and you're still giving up goals because your keeper has given up stick side high shots or just not seeing the ball well. And that's happened for them through the first five games of the year. You're going 
going to struggle defensively. Your defense is going to get frustrated, and you can just see they, they're not playing defense with confidence, and uh, they have to find something. Something has to start happening uh, between the, the pipes for them to start playing better defense, or I should say for them to appear to start playing better defense. Once they get a little bit of confidence on that side of the ball, I think that they're going to be okay, and offensively they're starting to play a lot better, and uh, the, the emergence of Williams and Caputo – that second line, Bradour, those guys are going to be key. Manown, interesting. Manown ended up not – it didn't look like Manown finished a game. So at one point I thought maybe he had gotten hurt on a ride, but he ended up being on the bench, and I didn't see him for the rest of the game either. So let's watch that as today plays out and we hear what happened to him. But in the end, great game. Richmond, nothing to hang their heads over. I mean, they're sitting at 2-3 and three right now, but they're probably the best 2-3 and three team in the country. Duke at 3-2. and two. They've gotten through their month of February, and uh, now they can start playing Duke lacrosse, assuming they can handle their business between the pipes, which uh, it's, it's to be seen still. So great game, though, overall. Thanks for watching. Be sure to visit sidelineswap.com. Link in the description below. As always, you can go to laxfactor.com. You can get swag, hats, T-shirts, and all that crap. And uh, also, just be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. And thank you for watching. And also, if you're done with this video and you're at the end, I'm also doing the Syracuse game next so link to the Syracuse uh, uh, Syracuse and Hobart recap in the description below as well thank you